Your job as a partner is not to parent them. Your job is to support them when shit goes wrong. Even if you want to say, I told you so, that's not your job. It's okay, what do we do to get out of this? How do I support you? What do you need from me? Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast, where we teach you to salon differently. By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use express pay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity free. And Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn more about how Ara Salonware elevates your business or visit arasalonware.com slash DTH. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. I'm excited about this topic and Me too. I'm sad that more people aren't on the live because again, we're, we're growing the subscription thing. And we're trying to give you as much Sid and David well, as one could possibly handle. For those listening that aren't watching us live, we're now streaming. <laughs> we're now streaming as we record these episodes. We're recording them and streaming them for our Instagram subscribers. So if you're interested and you want to come subscribe and see the shenanigans behind the scenes, that is cut out of the audio that you're listening to now. Um, I highly suggest you do because it's a hoot. And a holla. It's a hoot and a holler. <laughs> I got to write that down for Kate. Kate is from one of our coaches. Our head coach actually is from Wisconsin. And so we share, we're both in the Midwest. So we go back and forth and share moments of Wisconsin, Michigan. Midwestern. And a hoot and a holler. I mean, you got, I know you haven't lived in Chicago for long, but long enough to hoot and holler, I guess. Do you remember that one time I dated this girl a long time ago? I'm not going to say her name, but if for some <laughs> random reason she listens, you know who you are. And we were talking about the Midwest and she said, like John Wayne? And you, Oh my God. And you and I just stared at each other like... What were we talking about? The Midwest. Oh, Midwestern. Yeah. Oh yeah. I we were talking Midwestern, about Midwestern. And, and she said like John Wayne. And it took, we both kind of were like, <laughs> what? what does John Wayne have to do with the Midwest? But then we realized... Yeah. She didn't know what the Midwest was. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of partners. Well, yeah, speaking of relationships in general, Sid and I were deciding what to talk about this week. And the idea came up about spouses and what it's like to be a hairdresser or a salon owner and have a spouse who is not in the same industry. And mm -hmm. I guess we could also talk on spouses that are in the same industry which is a whole other beast i can't but, imagine that one 
No, I can't imagine that either. I actually had a rule when I was Don't date another hairdresser. And, yeah. Yeah. First of all, as a gay man, I cannot imagine dating another male gay hairdresser. I can't imagine. There can only be one. Was. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's just a me thing. Do <laughs> you think? Uh, but I can't imagine what that looks like. I know I know there are a lot of couples yeah, out there. Yeah, we know a lot of couples out there like that. And they're great. It's not, that would not have worked for me. A little different but for me. I will say having a partner outside of the industry, it's always kind of funny when like I bring up different things regarding the hair industry and just to watch his face kind of like, be what? Like, like what is happening? Astrid can't hit. Like she's there. like, what? Same. She's like, my wife is a chiropractor and she's a fourth year med school student currently. So she will be an official MD by the end of next year where she'll be in residency and all of that. So, I mean, First off, her career is just like a whole other shit show of drama. The medical industry is insane. But sometimes I tell her things and she's just like, what is happening? Like, yeah, why aren't people wanting to make money? (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Like, Josh is always wondering, like, why don't people just... I love when it's a non-industry person. Why don't they just charge more? Yeah, they have the solutions that we've been saying. They have very simple solutions because those are the solution, but they don't have the emotional connection to it. Yeah. So it's always funny to share those, those stories with him and hear his feedback on how like simple it is. Uh, But it's also funny. Like when I bring something to his attention about like leadership, he's like, Oh, well, this is what we would do. Like corporate wise. It's Mm -hmm. very clinical. It's very like, you know, this is what happened. And these are the steps. I'm like, Oh, that's not what happens in the hair world. Mm -hmm. The hair world. It's a whole, like it's mental breakdowns. It's spirals. It's anxiety. Menti bees. It's just so much. We're emotional creatures and there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I think that's why we're, we're teaching at DTH how to harness those emotions and be more emotionally intelligent because it's, it's good to have emotions. A nightmare version of, so there's, there's different types of spouse. Mm -hmm. Is spouse the word? There's different types of partners, partners, there's different types of boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives and blah, blah, blah. There's different, there's different types there's the type who wants to solve all your problems, mm. right? So you come to them with a salon problem or drama from the hair world and they just want to solve it. Yeah. And that's not how you solve hair problems. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you don't solve them just, but you don't just solve them. Obviously you do de- You take 18 days to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like sometimes longer. That's, right. So there's that type of spouse and partner and then there's the other type of partner who kind of just is like this is insane i don't know what is going on Mm -hmm. but the worst type of partner is the one who tries to coach Mm. it's the worst type of partner the worst but i'm gonna say also the best and i'll tell you why if you have a partner that is trying to coach you and trying to guide you they are spiritually and equally on your level, like, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah, hopefully. But like most of the time, my wife and I are both very much actively constantly focused on our self growth all the time. It is non-negotiable in our household. Like you do you in your career, you do you, we support each other. It's very important because it makes us stronger to be in a partnership. I can see sometimes I'll be venting to my wife and I have to say, I'm just venting. I'm not ready to hear what you have to say because I know what she have to say has to say is impactful and I know it's a great solution and I actually need to hear it. 
but I don't want to hear yet. And I can see after I finish my whole story and she's got all the answers, I can see the restriction happening on in her body because she wants to give me the answer so bad, but I I just said I need to vent and not have anything. And she has to literally go from a point of like, when you're ready to talk about it, let me know. <laughs> and eventually I do, but. I think your situation's unique because you do both have coaches and you do both yeah, have therapists. Like too. you have people that take care of mm-hmm. and help you relationship. I do think there are a lot of people out there that they go to their husband, wife or partner and they do vent, mm-hmm. but they don't communicate any time. Or if they do, the partner isn't good at communication. So it mm-hmm. doesn't just kind of bypasses that. And I've had a lot of students that will go to their partner and ask a question or vent, and the partner gets really frustrated. Overwhelmed, they, yeah. Really overwhelmed. Like, you have been dealing with the same person for so long. Why aren't you firing them? Mm-hmm. You've been dealing with this for so long. Raise your like. And then it creates a fight. There's so much animosity towards it that I know that when we set up to store the hairdresser, one of the things that we would tell, and we still tell students, this is, it's not that you can't go to your partner. It's not that you can't go to your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You can't, you can, but it's not fair to them because they don't have the same understanding of the industry as they're you do. also so not that's why, always in your business. They're not a part, unless they right. are actively owners, you're co-owners of, the, uh, of your hair business. It can become unfair sometimes because I think it even on the opposite end of that, some people can't handle brainstorming and new ideas. And so let's say you're, you're like, I'm a brainstormer. Yeah. Like I, and I know sometimes like I can't handle it because I'm thinking five steps ahead of your brainstorm and you just want to talk about it. And we've had conversations as, as business partners of how to, for me to hear your ideas without feeling the pressure of having to implement them right away. And we've worked on that together, but you and I also have a coach and go to coaching together, like literally like couple therapy weekly. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is like, we created Destroy the Hairdresser for hairdressers and salon owners to have a place to bring all that energy, to bring the brainstorming, to bring the questions, to bring the complaining, to bring the venting. Until it's a solid piece of something that you can present to your partner. And well, that's what I was going to say is like someone goes to their partner and they're like, I've been talking to my coach and I think I think I want to open a salon. I'm going to do it. And fear hits the partner and the partner's like, well, how do we have money? How are you going to do this? How are you going to they start worrying about things that really have nothing to do with them. Or you've already thought them out. Yeah. Or they don't need to worry about it. Yeah. And then they end up a lot of times when people have fear or something, think about anything in the industry. You say you want to raise your prices. Someone gives you 10 reasons why you shouldn't. You know, you say you want to open a salon. Someone gives you 10 reasons why you shouldn't. And the reality is that's what happens in partnership. And then the partner feels the partner that has the idea and the excitement feels like the wind has been removed from their sails. And now they're frustrated with their partner because their partner now doesn't believe in them and their partner doesn't care about their new ideas. And the reality is, it's just, that's not it at all. It's communication. They weren't prepared. Yeah. They weren't, they prepared. weren't prepared. You literally ripped the rug out of under them. We do this with, we do this, unfortunately, with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like we, I know that a lot of business owners will, they wrap their head around hourly pricing and then they go, okay, I'm going to go do it. And then it's like, yeah, but your staff hasn't had them had a moment to wrap their head around it. So it's okay that they haven't. And it's okay if you rip the bandit off, but just know that they're not going to be on board because you've had what, three to six months of learning it, understanding how you're going to implement it, getting over the fear of it. And now you just expect everyone to kind of be there. And I think we do that with our partners at home and our relationships at home. We're like, I'm working on myself and I'm getting my business to a place where I want it to go here. 
and it's taken me three months, but to the partner, it's like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. even though all it's of a sudden not, syndrome. Just, even though it all wasn't. of a sudden syndrome, even yeah. though it wasn't. And I, I know that there are things, especially with even our company that I can't go immediately to Josh and share immediately, not because I can't share with him, mm-hmm. but because it's not fair to share something with him that I haven't maybe thought out thoroughly. Or luckily, like you and Astrid, I can say, I haven't thought this out thoroughly, but I want to talk about it out loud. I also don't want you to shut it down because it's too overwhelming. And again, I think you and I, we have, we're lucky to have partners that have coaches and take their growth very seriously. But I do think there are people out there that they don't, I know there are people out there that they don't have a partner who's there yet. So the only hope they have is to change how they approach their partner. Your partner doesn't need to know everything immediately right away all the time. Like everything we teach in this program is reactivity. We teach you about your own individual reactivity, which then you now know how to identify your staff's reactivity and then maybe your friends. And it's really helpful because then you are able to um, minimize or enhance your reactive nature around certain people. You really learn how to be more emotionally intelligent. And talking about partners, my wife had a chiropractic office for 15 years in Pittsburgh before she went back to med school. And she did business a lot differently. She's a little bit older, not much, five years. Not like, she's not like a grandma, but <laughs> sometimes. Grandma Astrid. <laughs> but she had a business that was a little bit different. And so she doesn't want me to make the same mistake. So when I say something that might trigger something that might've happened to her that created a bad response in her business, then she gets, especially like around money. Everyone has different belief systems around money. So I'll talk about, I'm going to invest this much money to make this much money. And that scares her and her vessel, you know, and she has to remove herself from it because she's like, this isn't, this is your business. And I trust you to make your own mistakes, but it's hard because you also don't want your partner to hurt or go through pain, but it's also important for your partner to hurt and have experiences and make their own decisions. And you as a or partner- Or vice versa. Yeah. For your partner to see it work out. Your job as a partner is not to parent them. Your job is to support them when shit goes wrong. Even if you want to say, I told you so, that's not your job. It's okay. What do we do to get out of this? How do I support you? What do you need from me? And that's hard. I think I think everyone could benefit from having one, a therapist, but also just learning basic communication skills are huge. We should do a class on that. <laughs> this is how you ask for help. Yeah. This is how you share information that someone might not be ready for. Like these are all mm-hmm. like they are basic in the sense that we should know them and they're very simple and they come all the time, but we don't spend a lot of time understanding them. And I think there's, I don't know about you, but I kind of grew up with the idea that when you're with a partner, you're just kind of like, you're supposed to be on the same page. Yeah. And I'm learning that like, that's not the truth. That's not and it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Like it is impossible. To it's be almost like you need to everything. sometimes, but sometimes you need to make sure that your partner knows what's on your page and you know, it's on your partner's page and it's okay. If you're in yeah, two just separate be in books. the same book, well, <laughs> well I just, say be in the yeah. same book. You can be in a different chapter. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I guess you want to be I on the same you story. Be in different books. If you want to have a real adventure, <laughs> choose your own adventure. I'm going to take, yeah, that it's basically a choose your own adventure book. Like, right. We're reading it together and it's like you can go left or you can go down the dark, scary path. And one person might be like, I'm going to go left to page 47. And you're like, mm, I'm going to go to page 102. <laughs> I love those books. Me too. Do they even make them anymore? I don't know. But now I'm like interested in like finding one. But that that was such a fun. I, like that was like. Um, life was, it was really like, good. 
Yeah, that was in the before times, right? <laughs> that was like when we didn't really have electronic games mm-hmm. to do that for us. So we had to like turn, go to page 57 mm-hmm. to take a different adventure. That was BC. I missed that. That was BC before, Be- before computers. COVID. <laughs> before computers too. <laughs> but if you are someone who's in a relationship or you plan on being in one, know that the reason that we invented the story of the hairdresser, the way we did and the way we structured it, the way that we did was so that people could get the support and have their questions answered and have a space to brainstorm and have a place to talk shop and have a place to learn new consciousness around business so that you don't unload this on your family, your friends and your partners at home, because it's not really appropriate to do that. We, mm-hmm. we wouldn't want them doing that to us. And if you're in a relationship where you both fit to each other, maybe a good exercise is to slowly stop doing that. So you can actually bring back all the love and light and energy yeah. to the relationship and pay attention to what what's important, which is family. And I think when you start pouring, and I know hairdressers, we're like so good at it. We just we can bring work home easily mm-hmm. because we're dealing with so many people and so and so many ridiculous stories. And it's hard for us to decompress. I know that I've had to start learning to like after work find a routine to like switch me out of work mode yeah i talk about all the time but i use this app called endel oh yeah it's It's like like a brain game right yeah Yeah. it's like well it's brain binarial beats and it's supposed to like it sends signal through music to like your brain to help you switch different paths so yeah i'm obsessed with it i bought it being like we're gonna use this i use it every day all day long um and that helps me kind of like switch gears Mm mm-hmm do you do anything that helps you switch from work to personal? Yeah, I talk about this a lot, but I set up my phone, at least on the iPhone. I'm sure you can do this with Androids too, but at certain times of the day, things turn off. So at literally at five o'clock my time, my screens change to only the apps that I can see. I can't see any of financial apps because I don't want to think or look about money after work. I don't see any of social media after a certain time unless I actively go out and seek it. I don't see any of my work like Slack, Band, any of the things from students or coworkers. It wouldn't show up on that at all. And I love that because- It actually takes it off your screen. mm -hmm, It takes it off my screen. I have to actively go through the apps and search for it. If I needed to get to it, I could, but it- like at that point, my consciousness kicks in. And it's like, why am I going to check my bank account at seven o'clock at night for no reason? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so what it does is it like, I only have certain like games and like brain things like, you know, like things like that that I can do. But I cook dinner every night and like I love switching into like home mode, mode. and I work it. I work from home. So like I love like I take my dogs for a walk and I just kind of shift out of that. And I've really set some strong boundaries of me of like. That doesn't care. I also started reading at night because I didn't mm. have a lot of time to read or that was the story that I chose to believe, but I had a lot of time to read. And so now I read it. When night. you remove Instagram, you mm-hmm. have a lot of time. Yeah. My partner, when he gets home from work, he disappears into the bedroom for a certain amount of time and then reemerges the home version. Mm, like a transformer. Yeah. But when we first started dating, I thought he was mad at me. Mm. Right. So it was, it took a lot to finally be like, oh, this is like, this is just a, a switch mode. Right. And that actually triggered me to start figuring out what my on and off modes were. So again, if you have a partner, if you plan on having a partner, if you don't have a partner, work on these things now. Yeah. 
if you do have a partner, it's a little bit harder because you have some habits to break through. But I know that like one of the things I had to start doing was basically saying, because he, Josh would ask me about my day or in, in Astrid will ask you about your mm-hmm. day. And I'll sometimes be like, I don't want to talk about my day. I like yeah. literally cannot. shut down. Yeah. Like I don't want to talk about my day or I'll give like a rating. Like, oh, it was a one through 10. It was a nine mm-hmm. or it was a two. Right. I hope those tips and tricks work for you. I stress to everyone before we wrap this up, learn emotional intelligence, learn communication, learn like the structure of other people and understand your partner or even your friends of how they handle information. It's going to change the way that you start to have conversations with everyone. Or don't and just be a dick. (laughs) I mean, those are the the other options. Yeah. Or just make everybody, including yourself, miserable. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. (laughs) Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. It took personal coaching. It took therapy. It took communication. It took respect it took fucking it all up and then deciding to build it all like you have to truly be committed like a relationship and i think some people go into this like i said and they're just like i'm vibing and they're not ready to commit they're just in the dating phase you know Mm -hmm. like i'm like i need you to commit for life (laughs) or not at all